Welcome to What's New Today at OFA. This podcast comes to you from the participants of the Film and Media Program at Options for All San Diego. The Film and Media Program introduces participants with physical and developmental disabilities to all of the various aspects of filmmaking. What's New Today at OFA is a variety show podcast featuring exciting segments produced by Options for All students. And now, what's new today at OFA? Welcome to Life Stories. I am your host, Chris Tolbert. On today's show, I'm joined with Julian and Dante, and we're going to be discussing high school graduation and more. I'm going to start with Dante first. So my question for you, Dante, is what was your graduation from high school like? Well, I actually got a fifth year in high school, and it was pretty much like any graduation. There were a bunch of people sitting next to each other, like in, in like a curve, there was a, like a thousand people, a thousand guys who were graduating and they called a bunch of names and sooner or later they called my name. Uh, I forgot to go around the back and just hop down, mm-hmm. uh, hop down in front of the thing to go back to my chair. That's good. <laughs> That's good. What about you, Julian? What was your graduation from high I school? Didn't, I didn't have a graduation. All they did was uh, ask us for our uh, addresses, and they drove around with diplomas and gave us our diplomas. Mm-hmm. We didn't have like a celebration or a graduation. We were just all in our houses because of COVID. That's really tough, and you know, I guess, I guess it was really hard for you as well. And then, not really. I I actually like being in the restaurants, but for me, it was like my high school graduation was kind of like more similar to you guys's so I kind of figured what was what was best for me during senior year and um I also wanted to try to inspire the graduates because at first I kind of inspired the graduates too but I guess that's probably part of moving on and part of life so when you guys are like graduating from high school it doesn't matter where you go it's just that it's your choice where you where you want to go. You know that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean you'll lose all your friends just because. But that happens mm. too. I lost all my friends. <laughs> well, you have to realize you have to realize friendships are important. So there you go. My next question is for for Dante. What were your favorite summer activities? Um, well, sometimes we go to the beach mostly to take a walk and take in the air and look at the cliffs because mm. where, where we usually went to the beach was in, uh, Torrey Pines Park, mm. which is right by the sea. And there are these cliffs that hang almost over the beach and it's like almost a straight drop down. Mm. And oh. so... You can just, you can look up at the cliffs and it's really, 
a lot of unique patterns in the sandstone that it's kind of beautiful. Mm. What about you, Julian? What was your what what was your favorite activity summer activities during the summer? I would always just go to Texas and visit family and that's it. Mm. <laughs> I've never been to Texas. What's it like? Actually, Texas is a big place. Like, yeah, it's we're huge, in Texas. Really huge. San Antonio. Uh, hot as hell. Oh, wow. Super I heard hot. that, too. Well, Super, a lot of Trumpers, too, unfortunately. I've been up there to Texas, and I visit family there, too. So, pretty much, that was all, all the crazy weather out there. You know, like, the, the atmosphere and everything else. But, you know what? It's kind of a little bit cooler there, but I don't know what I don't know if they have the same time frame no, as we do. They don't. They don't have the same time frame, and it's definitely not cooler there. <laughs> I know. Okay, so my question for my question for Dante: Did you have any heroes or role models when you were a child? I don't remember, but I I do know I always wanted to be an astronaut growing up. Mm, an astronaut. Very interesting. Yeah. What made you not want to be an astronaut? They told me astronauts have to do a ton of math, and if I do another algebra problem again in my entire life, it'll be too soon. Oh, boy. If I never have to do another algebra problem in my life, it'll be too soon. What about you, Julian? Did you have any heroes or role models when you were a child? Yes. My hero, who still is my hero, even though he's dead now, Eddie Van Halen. Hmm. The man who plays guitar. For Dante, did you have any pets growing up? Yeah, there was, there was a family dog, and there was a family dog we had growing up. Her name was Angel, and she was there for, she was actually there before I was born. Hmm. And any pets with you, Julian? Yeah, she. Yes, uh, I still have the same pets: the dog, fish. Three cats. That's it. Okay, so moving on to the next question. What traditions did you have have year after year? None. I had none. Well, we celebrated Christmas and Halloween and Thanksgiving. Kind of the standard stuff. Well, yeah, I I had that too, but we didn't have any traditions, really. Mm. My next question is for you two is, what... What was your favorite subject? In school? Yes. I would say English because I was always really good. I kind of prided myself on writing English essays in middle and high school. Mm -hmm. It was always something I was good at. My second favorite would have to be history because I, I felt like history would, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. That's true. Yeah. I didn't want to repeat those mistakes. Mm. What about you, Julian? Music. What? Music? Yeah. Music was always your passion, correct? Yeah. Okay. So what, was, what kind of school did you go to growing up? Well, my, I don't know what you mean by kind of school, but my mom and dad, uh, when they were thinking about having me, they intentionally moved to a place where there were good schools. So mm. I, it's lucky that they did that. Wow. It's it's tough out there. It's mm-hmm. really tough. Julian, yeah. what about you? I just went to like a normal like high school. Normal high school? Yeah, like San Diego High and stuff. 
I, mean, I didn't go there, but like, was, I didn't go to like a charter school or anything like that. Oh, it's tough when you're growing up. <laughs> I could, I can't say, but it happens. So it's all good. Okay, so do you guys have any questions for me? I see there are a lot of flags on your shirt. Is there a mm. story behind those? Okay. Um, I always kind of design my 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 clothing how it should be. I design I'll design anything like if it's shorts, shirts, sweatpants or sweatshirts. As long as if it's not socks, because I'm not good at designing socks. So I kind of figured out like whenever I see flags or different kinds of countries, then that's where I head in. So, okay, everyone, that's our podcast. And um, I would like to thank Dante and Jillian for joining me. And I am your host, Chris Tolbert, and you've been listening to Life Stories. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Jago here at the Staples Center for another heavyweight championship fight with two legendary fighters, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. I'm excited to be here with two-time Golden Glove winner, Frank Fergal. Thanks, Jim. Happy to be here. Well, I see Michael Buffer is already in the ring, so it looks like we're ready to start the fight. That's right, Jim. I see him approaching home play right now. Well, this is a boxing ring, not a baseball diamond, but we'll let you slide since this is your first time calling a boxing match. Right you are, Jim. Let's get ready to rumble! Here we go! Tyson opens up with a vicious left hook and connects with Holyfield's right side. Holyfield counters with a couple of jabs to Tyson's body. That was a beautiful home run. Ah, uh, yes, home run. Tyson is back, willing on Holyfield. Holyfield backs up, steps forward, and unleashes a flurry of body shots. Wow, Holyfield just landed a solid uppercut to Tyson's chin. Tyson backs up and smiles at Holyfield. What's he got to smile about? He didn't get more than a double there. Frank, again, this is a boxing match. Tyson moves towards Holyfield and... What's this? Oh my god, did Tyson just bite Holyfield? Someone get the Smashing Pumpkins and Billy Corkin here because apparently the world is a vampire. Good one, Frank. We just heard the bell and it looks like they're stopping the fight to investigate. It sure looks like Tyson bit Holyfield's ear, but who does that? Especially during the World Series. They're showing the replay right now, and oh my god, not only did he bite his ear, but he chomped right through and spit it out. I'm all, in all my years of broadcasting, I have never seen such savagery. Well, maybe he didn't have lunch today. Maybe, Frank, maybe. I can't believe it, but it looks like they're going to continue with the fight, and here we go! The two fighters head back to the center of the ring and square up. What's this? 
Tyson just pulled off one of his gloves and he's pulling something out of it. It looks like a can of Pam uh, a spray oil. What's he doing with that? Well, they are one of our sponsors, Jim. Fair enough. Tyson has the can of Pam in his hand and oh my, he's greasing up Holyfield. I wonder why. Well, I did say earlier that he was hungry. Tyson greases to the left, greases to the right. And what's this? His trainer just tossed what looks like what looks to be salt and pepper shakers. Tyson is now covering Holyfield with spices. I can only imagine what's coming next. A girl? Maybe, Frank. Maybe. The referee is back in the center and is pulling these two warriors apart. It looks like they're ending this round early. Ring delay, perhaps. <sighs> Tori, why did you hire this guy? He knows nothing about boxing. <laughs> I heard that, Tim. Jim. It's Jim, not Tim, you moron. The two fighters are back in their corners and there seems to be a lot of discussion over by Tyson. They've got some kind of banquet cart next to them and what appears to be a menu. That's the pitching line of Jim. Can someone please turn his mic off? Okay, it looks like round three is ready to get underway. Holyfield moves to the center of the ring, but Tyson is still back at his corner. His trainer is sharpening a butcher's knife. Like I always say, stay sharp on the fields. The trainer just handed what looks like a butcher's knife to Tyson, and now Tyson is moving toward Holyfield and licking his lips. I'm not sure I like where this is going, or if we can even show this on TV. Well, pay-per-view is uncensored. Right you are, moron. <laughs> Tyson slashes, slash, slashes right, but Holyfield narrowly escapes. Mike looks hungry. Tyson is now chasing Holyfield around the ring. And oh my god, Holyfield just slipped from the pan grease, covering his body. Well, maybe he shouldn't have run. And you would stay put while a madman is chasing you with a butcher's knife. Yes, I would. I only run if it's from third base to home plate. This guy. Holyfield is now on the ground. He's trying to get up, but keeps slipping from the pan. Tyson is now on top of him, and no, it's not a butcher's knife. It's a meat tenderizer. Tyson is tenderizing Holy tenderizing Holyfield. Well, that's the best way to prep your meat for the grill. But he's human for Pete's sake. My name's Frank, not Pete. Anyway, Tyson is now off Holyfield who appears to be in a lot of pain and is still laying on the ground. I don't know why they haven't caught the fight yet. Tyson is now back at his corner and his trainer is uncovering the banquet cart. What's this? It isn't. It can't be. It's a George Foreman grill. Tyson appears to be prepping Holyfield for grilling. Well, Foreman was the champ of Flavortown, Tim. It's Jim. Jim, like the place your fat ass needs to spend more time at. Holyfield is still on the ground, wriggling in pain. But 
fully tenderized. Tyson just fired up the George Foreman grill and is placing Holyfield's head between his patented, perfectly spaced grill plates. Holyfield lays motionless. Tyson is now unrolling a picnic blanket and is setting up some plates and cold three for two. Who's the second plate for? It's called second base, not second plate. Tyson has now a bottle of wine and is pouring two glasses. What is this? Michael Buffer is back and it looks like the second place setting is for him. Let's get ready for dinner! Hello and welcome. As April has finally ended and drawn to a close, and May has begun, let's go over some things that have happened. To start off, April 1st, April Fools. Anyone get rickrolled or pranked? Did he pull off any good pranks? Well now, from April 10th to the 15th, the fateful voyage of the RMS Titanic. The Ship of Dreams, as she was called. She was built in Belfast, in Northern Ireland, and set sail from Southampton to Cherbourg to pick up passengers. Then from there it headed towards Queenstown, before then heading towards New York City. And as we know, on the late night of the 14th, she struck an iceberg on her starboard side, and by the time the sun rose the next day, the Titanic was gone in just two and a half hours, taking more than 1,500 people down to their watery graves, and the survivors were picked up by the Carpathia. Now we move on to May. From May 1st to the 7th, the Lusitania set sail on its 202nd voyage, which unbeknownst to anyone at the time, in 1915, it would be her last. The Lusitania was a British passenger liner, known for being torpedoed in the spring of 1915 by a German submarine. They sunk it, suspecting it to be carrying munitions. It was torpedoed just after lunchtime on the 7th of May, off the coast of Ireland in the Celtic Sea, and in just 18 minutes she came to rest on the ocean floor. On this day, May 5th, 1945, Two days after Adolf Hitler committed suicide in his bunker, a strange and remarkable battle occurred in the Alps of Austria. The strangest battle of the entire war. Germans and Americans teamed up and fought the Nazi SS soldiers who were trying to attack Castle Hitler to execute the POWs, prisoners of war, while the Americans and Germans were defending it. Well, for May 8th, VE Day, Victory in Europe Day, this was the day the Allies finally accepted Germany's surrender. The war was over, and there were celebrations throughout Europe and America as the Third Reich had finally fallen. But not without a cost. This war had ravaged Europe from 1933 to 1945 and had caused the deaths of millions of soldiers and civilians. The Holocaust alone took the lives of 6 million Jews. But luckily, through all the bloodshed, death and violence, the war finally ended and the Nazis were tried for what they did in the 
same place it began, in Nuremberg. And now, May 18, 1980. Mount St. Helens erupted on that day, spewing a gargantuan cloud of ash down the north side of the mountain after a bulge had formed a few days prior. But on the 18th, the bulge had finally collapsed, causing this colossal mass of ash to come hurling down the mountainside, causing hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage, as well as the death of 57 people. It began at 8.32 a.m. and lasted for 15 minutes. However, there were subsequent smaller eruptions that lasted for several hours, but ash kept falling for many days after that initial eruption. Landslides and the hars, which are volcanic mud flows and debris flows, also lasted for months. So now we come to the end of notable anniversaries and destroyed dates. I feel there are a few honorable mentions. First on the list, we have May 4th, also known as National Star Wars Day, because 4th sounds like force and well, may the force be with you. You know what I'm saying, yeah, you get it. It began all the way back in 1977, when Star Wars first came out. Next up, Cinco de Mayo, which celebrates the Mexican victory over France during the Battle of Puebla in 1862. Then I guess I should tell you that it's my birthday this month, May 10th. In fact, I was actually born on Mother's Day. Or at least that's what I've been told. Now speaking of Mother's Day, that's what's next on the list. We have Mother's Day, celebrated every year on the second Sunday of the month. It's a day to show our appreciation for mothers and maternal figures and what they have done for us. And finally, we have Memorial Day. On this day, celebrated on the 29th of May each year, it's a day to remember the soldiers who died through the years. It was originally called Decoration Day and first celebrated after the American Civil War because people would put flags and flowers on the graves of those who died. But it was only after World War II that it was officially called Memorial Day. And finally, we have reached the end of everything for the historic dates of May, anniversaries and holidays, as well as the story behind them. Well, the more you know, we will be back next time as we cover more of these dates. Toodaloo. See you soon. You sure it is the right spot? Yeah, it's right here. I swear to God, if we go all this way and there's nothing but a brick wall waiting for us. Chill, dude. It's right here. No. Just no. There is no way you're gonna make me crawl through straight up sewage to get whatever you're looking for. You gotta trust me, this growing change outlies forever. Not before I die from the 20 plus diseases floating around in this sewer. Military dudes do this every day. How car could it be? We can both agree that was not worth it, right? It was totally worth it because we're right here. We travel across the sea to the green valley of Cacti, travel over a gigantic volcano to the toxic sewers, and now we're right here on the X. 
That's it. This is what we travel across the whole country to get. You don't understand. It's what's inside the box that's worth it. Well then open it. And I, I was getting to the god you're impatient. What on God's green and blue earth was that? Look, I don't see anything except this gift card. Are you kidding me? You, we, whatever. I just want to leave, so let's go. I really don't like you right now. You're listening to The Conversation. I'm your host, Axel. Our guest today is Lila Bergens. Lila is a voice actor who is known for Shao from Genshin Impact, Mrs. Croker from Amphibia, Dash Brown and Granny, and The Dagger from Mob Psycho 100, and Demeter and Persona from Hades. We're really excited to have Lila on the show. Welcome, Lila. Uh, what was your first gig that you did as a voice actor? Oh my gosh. Um... <laughs> I think the the first one that I remember, because it was 15 years ago, uh, I, that I remember was uh, I had a uh, a friend uh, in Connecticut that wanted me to record like this quick political spot. Uh, and then one of the first cartoons I was a part of was um, Milo from the Bayou. I was a cricket that talked about deforestation <laughs> and the environment. And it was just a really cute little little cartoon on uh, on YouTube. And uh, uh, and basically uh, I turned uh, my I turned the students into uh, animals so they could learn more about the rainforest and deforestation. And I rapped and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, rapping sounds so hard. A to rapping do. <laughs> uh, uh, rapping uh, cricket. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I do, I go bounce, I bounce around. Is that the only thing I would do when I play Genshin with my friends? We would role play, and then sometimes I'll to, try to do voices. And every time I do a male voice, it sounds like I have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's so flustering. Actually, speaking to that, um, how was your how? <laughs> how has your scale of playing younger male roles always come nat has? I'm sorry, Lila. I'm having a hard time. I think I know what you're trying to say. You're you're, you're, like, you're asking has, about like my like, has your special skill of playing younger male roles always come natural to you, or was it a skill that you work on to make it sound believable? Like, how do you prepare your voice to perform as a young boy teenager, like Shao, <laughs> or like the other? I remember I cause I watched Zach Aguilar's stream from time to time. I remember oh, you yeah, did yeah, yeah. Um, a troll or something. You're asking about a golf. They were asking about a golf ball, and I was like, um. How do you do that? <laughs> I dreamed to be one. I dreamed to be a voice actor, so this is fun. Oh well, um, I, I it is helpful that I already have a deeper voice, and then I just sort of place the energy lower whenever I'm talking. And then if I want to add rasp, then it becomes shout. You know, it's like it's, uh, you know, but then I can make it even deeper and older. It could be Larry from the Bronx. You know, uh, what's nice is uh, if you know how to control your instrument. I'm also a singer. Um, then it's it's really fun. You can kind of play with pitch and register. Um, but I I've I kind of found found that um, boy voices, at least teenage boy voices, uh, came uh, fairly easier to me. Um, 
I could do a couple like younger boy voices, but about, I'd say about, might mm, maybe get away from, with eight to 10 as my limit. Then anything else sounds a little too cartoony. Uh, but it helps, like I said, that, I, that I'm that i already an alto and that I can kind of play around with rasp and pitch. Uh, so oh that's, that that's definitely amazing. helps. Yeah, I, or, you know, like you could also be like a surfer dude, like, hey, Brittany, I've been admiring your scrunchie from afar. Just oh like, my God. <laughs> hey, <I> can, <laughs> I'm like, now I want to show off my prowess again. Thanks. Um, I'm like, I'm also dreaming to be a VTuber too. Cause I'm like, I can do these voices where I can sound really girly and be really happy. <laughs> Hi, Jill. How are you? Uh, how did you get into voice acting? Okay. So that's Okay. Long story short, uh, I have been performing since I was a kid. Uh, I was in plays and musical theater and chorus and things like that. Um, and uh, absolutely fell in love with with performing and entertaining. But it wasn't until two years after graduating from college that I found out that I could actually study voiceover. A friend of my mom's uh, who worked in radio told me about um, some classes that I could take in New York. Uh, so... That's uh, And I was living in Connecticut at the time, so I would head in for those classes on the weekends, and then I started learning everything I could possibly learn about uh, voiceover, how to start how to start a small business, how to create my own website, how to give a conversational read for a commercial audition, how to self-direct, how to interpret copy, and then slowly learn about all the different genres of voiceover. Uh, cut to a few years when I had a couple demos under my belt and uh, a mentor, uh, which was uh, my first mentor um, who made my first uh, couple demos was uh, Roy Yokelson of Antland Productions, or Uncle Roy, as everybody calls him Uncle Roy, because he's like everybody's uncle. Um, and uh, he has worked on so many projects over the years, uh, audio and video related. And he sent my animation demo to one of his uh, Disney friends that he worked on uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 with. And they said, and when, when then they that Disney person sent it to somebody else and they said, hey, can you come out for a general audition? And that was back when you could basically go to a studio, they'd give you some scripts, you would read them and show off your stuff, and they'd make like a makeshift demo from that, showing uh, additionally what you can do other than just your demo itself, what you can do on the spot. So I said, sure, give me, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be out I'll be out there and uh, just, you know, uh, as, so if I was going to give, what I meant to say was give me a week, but <laughs> um, so... That week, I kind of scheduled everything I possibly could. I just did a general at Dis at Disney and Nickelodeon. I met with as many voice actor friends as I could, went to a women in animation event um, and networked. And by the third day, I found out that um, my demo had been sent over to one of the top agencies in L.A. So I basically had an opportunity to move out uh to LA to get a, a a trial run with a new agency and and I said give me a month and so I left everything behind and that was in uh I'm coming up on my 10 year California anniversary that was May of two, 2013 that I moved out wow. here uh and I had started studying voiceover in 2008 um so that's kind of how I ended up living in LA um but voiceover in itself was you know the whole grind of taking classes going on casting sites before I had any agents I was just connecting with people on LinkedIn after my day job I worked a health insurance job and I worked at a temp agency I had you know the survival jobs out of college and 
but I dreamed of more. <laughs> I dreamed to perform. So uh, very, very, very grateful um, that I'm, you know, now doing what I love and that, you know, it's uh, developed into this career. Yeah, so that's my my condensed that's, version of my long my long story. <laughs> I feel like you should write a biography in a book or something about it. <laughs> I really I mentioned this earlier is that I want to be a voice actor because it's like my parents. I know it's like something you should never say to someone that wants to be what is that you have a good voice range and like you should do it. And I'm like because I read articles from time to time about like um, I want to be a voice actor or these mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. sites. And um, there was an aide in this in the school, the um, OFA here, that was kind of like a minor voice actor. And to me, he sounds like Zhang Li sometimes. <laughs> so I call him Zhang Li. I'm like, hi, Zhang Li, every morning. And people would go, wait, why do you call him Zhang Li? And I'm like, if you let him narrate, he sounds like him. <gasps> oh, I love it. I was trying to pull him on here and try to do an awesome this wine line, but he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, how would Shao react to ice cream? Not snow. We're asking about ice cream, like the frozen dairy treat that everyone loves sometimes. I did try <laughs> ice cream on a TikTok once and it was most delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was strawberry or mint chocolate chip. Oh my God. <laughs> Talenti. Oh, it might have been gelato. <laughs> oh, that's the ice lovely. is creamy enough, we can eat it. <laughs> oh, I, I love ice cream, although it does occasionally give me a deptal gas. As does tofu. That is my curse. The things I enjoy the most give me the most bloat. <laughs> oh no! No, I'm laughing too hard. I'm just. Mm. I think Shao would have would be have too much fun with all the topping choices. Like he would not be able to decide which which toppings to choose. So he would just choose all of them and then get a really bad stomachache. I want everything. I want brownies and sprinkles and. <laughs> I think he would have a hard time in Cold Stone. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, I don't. I don't go in there for myself for my own good. I just. I. I my I, mom bribed oh. me with a Cold Stone, and she still always going to take me to a trip. Ooh. 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 I. I am going to talk about ice cream now. Um, <laughs> my childhood thing was getting Rocky Road and mm. um, <laughs> mint chip. Gummy bears, M&M's, Kit Kats, Oof. and um, I don't think they do them anymore. Um, I don't remember what the bar. I think, oh, Crunch Bar. Oh, yeah. They oh, do okay. Do yeah, yeah. They, I think they still do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I would put that together. My mom thinks I'm crazy. And I'm like, oh, it's that sounds text- amazing. It's the yeah. texture of gummy bears I like. Oh, gummy bears in, yeah, in ice cream is phenomenal. I actually had a summer job at Baskin Robbins. So I, I feel you there. Like I, I had full uh, control of the topping station and I did go nuts sometimes. But my favorite oh my was that, uh, <laughs> that, that peanut sauce. Oh, the peanut sauce. I never had peanut sauce. <laughs> I never had cream. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Like hot fudge is great, but if you have hot fudge and peanut sauce, <laughs> I think it's you're like a racist, over here. <laughs> it's like a racist. Yeah, I know. I'm like dreaming about about all these sweets. <laughs> I have to be now that I'm like older, I have to be so careful with sugar because I get sugar. Oh, hang- yes. I get sugar hangovers. Like it's legit. Like uh, I if I'm gonna have oh, yeah. like if I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have this little piece of cake, I'm like, okay, I have to go oh. to the sauna and sweat it out. I, like it's so funny. It's like I'm not like a kid anymore where I can just eat whatever and be like, ah, ah, ah. 
this is so great. La la la. No, I like, can't. Was like, eat, I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't eat sugar. Yeah. It's like you have to imagine a Hershey bar. Like yeah. I'm saying something that's personal, but it's like yep. I can only eat about six squares of that Hershey. Oh bar God, yeah, same, a same, same. I have to really like portion my sugars, like figure out, and if I'm going to do it, I have to combine it with protein. You know. You know, yeah. got to balance I drink, it out. I drink vinegar water to help measure it out so my metabolism can be on the Oh, wow. Peak. Nice. I do lemon water in the morning. Good, good for the know. vocals, I know. That's right. Very <laughs> good for the vocals. I'm also in a good mood. Got to put Leah OST in the background to help keep the mood up. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> keep the theme up. Um, <laughs> so how did it come about when you got the role to voice Xiao and Genshin? How did oh. you get the audition and what was the audition process time? Uh, so the fun thing about that was I had already worked on a few projects with the director, Chris Faella, and uh, he invited me in for this audition for Genshin. And I had, you know, I had no idea uh, how, how big it was going to become or anything like that. He was like, Hey, so we've got this like angsty teen boy. He's really like thousands of years old. Uh, I was thinking of you for the part. Uh, I feel like you're the right, tone and register for it and you can bring like a lot of you know emo to him and a little bit of eye roll <laughs> so he played me the the original reference uh which i believe was the chinese reference and then uh and then I, I i did a read for for him which was a little bit more aggressive than it than it has is now um but uh and we we kind of toned it back but basically i i read uh a few lines and and then we uh, and he consulted with uh, with the folks over at Mihoyo and um, uh, and then two weeks later or so I something like that uh, I found out that I had a callback for it and they um, and I was visiting my family in Connecticut so they directed me from my studio over there and uh, and then then I booked it and I didn't find out till later I was like the only person that the director chose, like had auditioned for this which sometimes happens they're like. Sometimes when you've, uh, you know, uh, hopefully developed a, a good reputation with with certain clients, they'll they'll pitch you for something essentially. Um, but you still gotta you still gotta dance the dance and make everybody happy. Make sure that they they get what they want before <laughs> they sign off on it. You know, so uh, yeah, this uh, this kind of happened. You know, and I was like, this uh, this is a really interesting character. And uh, then I got to see some of his, some of his fight moves. You He's know, wonderful, I and see. it was amazing, and and just like, and then I found out about how big the game became, became, and then the, <laughs> the the all the fans on TikTok, and and I just it, it's like a whole other universe opened up. It was insane. I and, know. I rem I'm sorry. I remember you mentioned in um, Zach's um, interview when Shao first dropped. Yeah, um, that you said that. Um, a lot of fans have come up and say he's a comfort character. And I'm like, I'm actually I'm going to admit that I am one of those fans who find comfort. In him too. It's because I know what it's like to go through a lot of the stuff he's possibly gone, but in, in a modern twist to it. Yeah, same, same. I think we all have a lot of, you know, I would, all I would personally hug him. I would personally hug yeah. him if he allows it. But I'm like, I know with him because of his karmatic debt, he'd probably be like, no, please don't. I'd be <laughs> like, but no, you need a hug. I'll just tell him shut up it'd you be need like, one it'd be like be the quiet. Phantom of the, it'd be like the phantom of the opera you know it'd be like first you'd be like fighting against it and be like oh okay this is nice <laughs> but i'll be i'll admit i'm a little jealous of those hips of his not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to say that i'm so sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> i'm a Charlemagne. i'm a Charlemagne. he's a c1 i'm keeping him that way <laughs> hey matt hello 
Do you have a favorite line when voicing a character from a video game or anime? Oh. Well, my favorite line from Xiao is, once the snow is thick enough, we can eat it. Of course. Uh, for, uh, for anime, um, mm, I'm going to think about that one. Um, oh, I like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> when I played the Roshi yes. boy, Ken Oyanagi. And, yes. Yeah, and I... He's like, I forget what he just says ridiculous things like, we've not we've moved on now to a war of words. You didn't really beat me in that match. You're nothing but a liar <laughs> and a cheat. You know, and then he goes, Rochambeau. Oh my god. I like, gosh, I like, like stuff like that. I, I like fun fun things like that. Um video games. There's so many cool uh lines that I've gotten to do from video games. Um uh one of my favorites from um uh, what is it uh, from World of Warcraft as Overlord Gaiara, uh, the leader of the Maghar orcs, was strength and honor, blood and thunder. <laughs> oh, okay. And of course, everything that Demeter and Persephone say from Hades. My friend is a huge fan of the Hades game. And I'm like, every time they'll drop lore, I'm like, I don't I know about I know about Greek and Roman mythology. Please stop telling me the story about Hades. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I, I remember one other one, one other one from an anime uh, in Kakaguri when I was playing uh, uh uh, Ray Batsubami, uh, and still pretending to be uh, uh, a boy, uh, Ray like flirts with these two girls uh, in his boy voice, uh, uh, and is says something like, "Those lips are far too lovely to spew such harsh words." <laughs> it sounds like a nice yeah. chow. <laughs> and then they blush, and then they were like, what? "What's going on?" <laughs> so. Oh yeah. my god, I'm having so much fun right now. Um, Me too. <laughs> I was like, I'm very shy. I'm an introvert. Shawi's world. <laughs> Shawi likes his tofu. No karmic. Oh tea. no! Speaking of Shao, I think he'd be disappointed in me about because I think this is a very common thing that some people would do. Like when they think about almond tofu, they think, "Oh, you put real tofu in it, right?" That's what I did. Oh. I don't know. I'm not, I haven't made it myself, but you're supposed to like mix. It's like a mix, right? It's a like, silk tofu, meaning it's uh, like a tofu meant for pudding in dessert. And then I put in real tofu. Oh, I'm no. Like, All together, <laughs> I'll be honest. It's actually pretty good that way. I feel healthier without feeling guilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's. A, I haven't actually tried the the legit almond tofu before. It looks super, super sweet, though. Just note to yourself, just never go to Lunar New Year's in L.A., on the hotel that's next to a parking lot where they'll set fireworks to 4 a.m. And they oh, say, no. oh, yeah, we'll end it at 12 a.m. No, they continued like four hours more. And I was like, oh, oh no. Uh, I feel bad for those who are locals in Leah Harbor. <laughs> and sorry, that was a mean joke. Um, <laughs> actually, because you brought the, I heard the kazoo earlier. So um, what is the story behind the kazoo and bringing it with you? <laughs> it all started so I one day when I was re, I had to replace my recording interface and I went to Guitar Center to you know to get it replaced and I noticed that they had kazoos and little shaky eggs you know the little in in the uh, checkout area so I was like oh I'll get this and then I started using it to entertain my clients you know, like when we had a little break just to make them laugh you know uh, or at the end of a session and it became like this thing and then when uh, Zach interviewed me uh, on his uh, on his YouTube channel, 
I just happened to have the kazoo and we started like, you know, messing around with jokes. And then it sort of, I started singing the, you know, Shao's lines with the kazoo. And then it sort of just became this thing that took off. And I started incorporating it into everything because people seem to really like the kazoo to the point now where people will like visit, when they visit my table at cons, will like bring me bedazzled kazoos or like a, I got a big, big kazoo for my birthday or like, uh, people will have me sign kazoos. And uh, in Ireland recently, uh, I was given a tin whistle. Um, oh, those are fun. I actually right? own one. Oh, I, I have to get good at playing it because I'm I, really bad right now. <laughs> I, I would like practice sound like a cat in dying. my backyard. And every time I try to practice, my neighbor is a jerk and they like to honk their car when I'm trying to play hot cross buns. <laughs> and I'm like, That's hey, classic. I That's what you got to start with. Say, hey, I'm playing here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when you meant, I, I always say it. It's like, actually, you reminded me of a video. I'm going to direct send it to you. And it's actually an animatic that made by someone on YouTube where they did an animation of, of Shao singing the kazoo song. I it's, think I saw it. Yeah, I think I've I was seen. Like, I knew you might have because nothing escapes the ears or eyes <laughs> of like Genshin VAs. <laughs> like I know someone I forgot I don't know who it is I think it was the voice I think it's the voice for um either Sino um Alejandro or someone else says oh yeah we were forced to read fan fiction so I was like oh no yes this was this actually this clip that you're sending me this was one of they reached out to me to let me know and I was so excited to, to find out that not that our joke basically the jokes were animated <laughs> it was so much fun it's beautiful i was like i try listening to it but sometimes i'm like my friends send it so many times i'm like i love the song but only i can hear it so many times but i'm like and then my yeah. sister's like can you have it as my ringtone when you call when i call you and i was like oh no <laughs> i have to do that apparently okay oh, we got so miss funny. jill up here if you could voice any character in a game or anime, would it be? Uh, I have always dreamed of being a Disney villain. Always wanted I to be. See it. I, I would love. See it. I mean, if Ursula had a had a uh, had a replacement role, like if they did a sequel, or a, you know, I know they've done multiple sequels, but if they needed a new Ursula, or if they needed a new kind of Maleficent type character, or any kind of evil Disney queen, or anything, oh, I would be all over that. Like peanut butter on toast. Like you I, have no idea. Oh, that's that's know, one of my favorites. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I can see you fitting in fine. I'm gonna drop this again. I was talking to my teacher about it because I'm a nut for it now. It's <laughs> Final Fantasy, like the games for Final Fantasy. I can see you voicing a villain or a character that has some snark. That's a character. Like I know there's two popular characters that are twins, like twin Elizans named Alphanod and Alice Levaneur. And they're sassy, like they're sassy little things. And I love them, but I'm not that part of the game. <laughs> I can see you playing a villain or something like that. Like, I don't know I, if you're interested in Final Fantasy. I actually like, did play some characters in Final Fantasy Explorers, but I have to I have to look <sighs> it up. I have to look it up to figure out because it was so <laughs> long ago. I don't remember off the top of my head. Like I literally would have to I, Google it. I don't know if you know, but um Anime Expo announced that this year they're gonna have the main artist for Final Fantasy series being there as a guest and i'm like oh no i'm going ham let's go <laughs> i'm like sign whatever i have i'm going to waste 200 dollars on art books i don't care my dad loves the game too so oh yeah it's it's like the only <laughs> oh it's so good it's the best 
<laughs> oh, did we, oh wait. Oh, I think my teacher's waiting for me to answer and I'll ask you another question. That's really dumb. My sister wanted to ask it, but she asked me to ask you instead. Asked me, asked me to ask it instead. Um, she says, "Once the snow is thick enough, would you eat it?" I will eat it, but only with blue, <laughs> but only with blue raspberry sauce on top. <laughs> have you ever had tiger's blood or dragon's blood? I have not. Oh no, I got no. Do tell. <laughs> I don't. I think you would think it's real blood. I'm like, no, it's just it's just cherry and pineapple and other things. That's Ooh, it. Yeah, sounds good. It's hazardous. <laughs> it's hazardous. Okay, we need Matt. How did you get character before doing a recording session, like a vocal warm up, or have a friend with you like a plush? Oh, very good question. Um. So when we're having a, a, a session, um, the director will have uh, the uh, audio file that we did in the audition. So that will basically be the vocal reference. But before a session and usually after a session, depending on how vocally stressful it is, I'll be doing warm-ups like on the, on the way over there. If I'm re- recording from home or, or if I'm in the car, either way, I'll be, I'll be doing warm-ups and cool-downs, uh, you know, singing scales and going and all the different things and I also have uh, I also do straw phonations if you don't know what that is uh, the simplest I mean they they actually make specific straws for this but I can just take a coffee stirrer straw and kind of put it in my mouth and go and puff my cheeks out and what that and what that does is it uh, creates reverse pressure on the larynx and relaxes your vocal cords Um, so I do all sorts of things warm-ups and cool-downs especially if I'm doing uh, creature sessions zombies anything really stressful that way my no yeah it's intense so I got to make sure that I take uh, keep the pipes uh, comfortable, and then yeah, they'll play. They'll play a reference, and then you'll 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 do a couple uh, lines. Like they'll um, play it, you'll repeat it. They'll play it, you repeat it, and then once we feel like it's locked in, then we just keep going. And then if for some reason uh, it's a more difficult character, they have a, a you know a, a specific accent that I haven't done in a while, and I trail out of it from Scandinavian to Scottish or something like that happens. We'll we'll play the reference again, and we'll get back on track. <laughs> That brings me back is like sometimes like when I'm frustrated in the game, I will like go like, you're making me nuts. <laughs> like I do these guttural things. And my sister's like, I love when you bring your inner demon out. And I'm like, huh? You're like, what? That's just me on a Tuesday. <laughs> That's me with no. my Chromebook. Those silly, lousy Samsung Chromebooks. Those things that are only oh, meant for work. Yeah, yeah. I think my like, mom sorry, has one of those like and it's constantly I'm crapping out on her. She's like, why won't this work? And I just lost the internet again. Honey, can you help me? I was like, I know it's my mom. Just... <laughs> Please, I don't know what else to do. My dad like, just... in a nutshell. My dad in a nutshell. With the, yeah, with parents will just ask switch. questions then, like uh, on the techno- technology front, and you're just like, you know, you can also Google this, right? And it's like, oh, but but then I can't feel bad because my dad was my Google growing up. I was like, Dad, uh, what does this word mean? Dad, what is this? And I like, have a mug. Yeah, that says, oh. I don't. I have a mug that says, "I don't need Google. I have my dad." Right? Oh, it's so great. Yeah. My dad drinks it from um, almost every other day. In oh, week. I love that so much. I love that um, so much. I You can look it up. I think they still have them around on the internet somewhere. Um, but I want I want a Moogle mug. That's a, Instead of like Google, it says Moogle and it's in the color font. 
um, I do have a few more questions, and I don't, I don't want to take up your time too much. You know, I, I, I would feel bad. Well, good. I got, a, I've got a couple more minutes that I can, I can spare. Then I do have to head off to an appointment. <laughs> okay, um, just a few more, and this is actually, uh, um, I top topple like I labeled it as Ireland because I remember you mentioning that you had attended to a convention in Ireland. Yeah. How was it up there? Like, did you do anything fun? or? Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. So I, I got there uh, a, f- a little bit early and stayed a couple days uh, later so that I could explore. Um, but I mean, I went to downtown Dublin. I went to the um, uh, the castle, which was amazing. Uh, the National Museum oh, of Archaeology, which had everything from like Viking and medieval times to gold pieces to the, you know, the, the, the big libraries and... Uh, the te- I went to the Temple Bar District and Trinity University. Uh, that's so cool. uh, but the most most fun was getting outside of the city. I went to uh, a fishing village called Hoth uh, with oh. a couple of friends, um, uh, one of which uh, was uh, Kelly Baskin, who's the uh, English voice actor for Amber. And uh, and then and we went, uh, you know, walking around and exploring <clears throat> downtown and had the best fish and chips ever. And then yes. the absolute best part of the whole trip was um, I went uh, for a day trip uh, around the Wicklow Mountains and mm. um, to Powers Court Waterfall, which is one of the tallest waterfalls in Ireland. Uh, and I went there with my friend Mark, who's a local, who we've been pen pals for like 21 years. Uh, wow. And we and since MySpace existed, like we just, I just all happened to connect with somebody who lived in Ireland like way back in the day. And then we we were friends all that time. And then finally I was in town and he, you know, drove me around and showed me places. And it was amazing. I was literally up in the mountains with sheep and, uh, you know, just gorgeous, gorgeous views. That was absolutely the, the best part of the whole trip. And I definitely uh, hope to... Uh, have more trips across the pond and explore more, but um, great segue into into that uh, that that area. <laughs> that is cool. I remembered when I went up to Ireland with my folks back in July of 2022 on a cruise. I mean, we went on a British Isle cruise. We stayed Ooh. in London for a week. We went on a two-week cruise. It was really fun and kind of like, it does blast you away of their stereotypes on the country like you yeah think, oh they're yeah. trashy like america no it's like uh, the best way i remember i wrote a thank you letter to karina i said the best way to describe london is as if spongebob ate a life like a giant bar of soap and exploded <laughs> and cleaned the streets clean okay okay mc i get it don't push me oh uh, but no i i always feel like it's gonna be better overseas than in the in the states whenever i come back to to the u.s i'm like uh we're not as cool we don't have as nice no, the people I, are nicer the food like everything feels better when you're like traveling you know what i mean and then you come back and you get reverse culture shock and you're like oh i uh, like no, the, the I worst was in was, ireland yeah. i went to the guinness museum which was really cool next yeah. time you go you need to go like you if you keep that i was told about the- it but i like i wasn't really into it because i don't really drink so it wasn't no, and like, I've done those ticket with those, you and you'll get trips. a free beer at the bar at the top. I know, but I don't really drink. So <laughs> teach you how to drink it right too. Um, nice. Like, well, Oh, you already answered this for me now. It's like, I asked what was your favorite part about your trip to Ireland? And you already answered that for me now. Yep. So um, I'm going to bring up something that is probably has already ended and it's still possibly the last few questions. Okay. Please don't hork it down my throat. MC. <laughs> I know what he's going to do. He's going to be like, hey, you got very little time. I know. 
I know, I know, I know. I'm just being sassy today. I'm being a certain Fox character today. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's now, um, I know at this point this event ended because it was for the Lantern Rite. Um, so recently Genshin did the, the Lantern Rite for this year, which has now ended like, I think at this point, like last week, I think. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. I personally enjoyed it while possibly dying of happiness from a certain character, which is Xiao, my <laughs> beloved also at the dinner, Aries. at the dinner, the dinner, <laughs> yeah. the dinner absolutely floored me. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so yes. cute!" But it's like I was saying, like I personally thought that the Sears Lantern, right for Genshin, had the right amount of perfect moments where emotions of all sorts were portrayed greatly, and getting to see characters that you barely get to see, like you rarely get to see them. And so, my question for you is: Have you gotten the chance to do Lantern, right? If so, what was your favorite part of the event? Yes, for for once in my life, I actually was able to have enough time to, to portion up enough time to to uh, explore and do the lantern right. The I would say just the, just the cutscenes and stories alone were phenomenal. But I have to say that the like I said, the dinner scene where Xiao comes in and he's kind of awkward and and everybody's having dinner and talking together was one of my favorites. And then some of the uh, the challenges. I think my favorite one was I forget what it was called, but you're basically um, jumping through these things that oh, the spew you into game. the air and the fireworks and the oh, that I was amazing. That and my ADHD uh, was like, I love this game. It, same here. It was just like so much going on all at the same time, and I was just I I could I could have I wish they would keep that that particular challenge in the game all the time because I would just like TCG. Yeah, it was just amazing. Actually, I tried my friends and I played Wind Trace for the first time when it came out for the second time around. And um, my friend got flustered that he got caught and he said, I don't want to play it anymore. And I'm like, oh my God. And that's the point of the game. But we, yeah. play, we play hide and seek in a different way. So um, I don't know if you do this. You should try doing this. Um, instead of Wind Trace, you have a time limit of 15 minutes and you have your friends. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> have 15 minutes and you select a certain town in Genshin with your friends and you have to do your best to hide in the best way to go. Oh, yeah. I troll my friends all the time. (laughs) Um, I bet. I have two more questions and I'll let you free. Okay, (laughs) no worries. I promise. Um, So actually for me, it's like seeing Xiao as a special guest has caught me off guard a little because I wasn't (laughs) expecting him to be there. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm kind of glad I, to see him knowing how he would have behaved in a scenario like the dinner scene for a Lantern Rite event. Yeah. Like what part in the scenario was, what like what part in that scenario was pretty hard to portray, like for doing show in that event specifically? I don't, I don't feel like it, I feel like the, the script uh, for that scene was pretty, uh, um, you know, pretty true to Xiao's character. So I wouldn't say that there was anything that that felt hard to portray. Uh, I just actually was uh, found it endearing that he uh, was having trouble with the amount of people at the table, and it was kind of like he had a bit of social anxiety that was coming out. Me, that's me. I I didn't expect there would be so many people, and I was like, oh my god, he's so cute! And then (laughs) then the whole scene with Venti and everybody's like, oh, they're buddies. The drowning drowning scene's like, help! Someone's drowning! Yes, I saw her message. Um, (laughs) That one's cute. I actually have that as my image oh that's I took great a screenshot of him being concerned i have that that's my discord Aww. so i was like what was your favorite scene for the event besides the dinner one 
Um, I think just the the when they when they showed everything from the lantern light right when they were when the you know the the concert with the uh, Xinyang and Hu Tao, and uh, and just all of those beautiful scenes with the music and the cut cutaways and that that was absolutely phenomenal. I, like I said, I got to do as much as I could of Lantern Right after getting back from traveling and in between work. So I was at least grateful that I was able to do that. I was able to, do, to see that and do see the dinner scene, do some of the story and do the the challenge with the fireworks and the paper uh, lantern, the um, the paper figures, you know, the theater uh, paper play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really so cool. Also more. very frustrating. This is a request <laughs> from some of my friends. Um, yes. Is it okay if you could do the song that you did for Shao on the kazoo for the podcast? Of course. I would not leave you without that. I would not leave you without that to end. All right. I, I'm probably ready. Like, I'm fine. I'll probably hug my dragon Here in the go. corner and be like, me, 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 me. <laughs> you wake to a knife in your throat. <laughs> Monsters dig their claws in you. <laughs> if death comes, Knocking at your door. <laughs> Call out my name. <laughs> Adeptus Cheryl. <laughs> I will be here when you call. <laughs> Cha. <laughs> I'm so red right now. <laughs> my. I was like, no, I wanted to show you my setup and everything. And I was like, my you can send like, me a picture. I will watch it with glee. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just email you my setup. Is yes, I would love to see it. I oh would my love God. That. People are like, how do you, how much money did you spend on this setup? And I'm like, I will email it definitely. That would be amazing. Thank you both so much for having me. Well, everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody that I can see on camera and, and here. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was such a blast. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. Take show. care. Thank you, Lila, for joining us. To learn more about Lila and their work, visit lilaburgess.com. I'm Axel, and you've been listening to The Conversation. Thank you for listening to What's New Today at OFA. To learn more about the film and media program at Options for All, please visit optionsforall.org. And remember, you have options too.